0: Track by track, I'm your host Darren, and today we're going to be talking about Betcha By Golly Wow" from Emancipation, first recorded by the Stylistics. This is really notable because up until this point, Prince had never released a cover version. Done plenty of cover versions at like um, nightclub venues after he'd done main concerts. You know, there's a there's a couple of um, videos of him in '98 doing uh, "Miss You" with Ronnie Wood on guitar, and uh, you know, "Just My Imagination" with uh, Mika Paris. You know, like so he he'd covered other people like live, but he never recorded anyone's songs up until this point. Um, And it was recorded at Paisley Park from 1995 through to 1996, as most of this album was, and released on the 19th of November 1996 on the track it is Prince, Michael B, Sonny T, Mr. Hayes and Tommy Barbarella. Prince still working with four keyboardists in the band. Uh, the track itself is 3 minutes 31, and joining me to talk about it today is Ollie Brady. Hello, Ollie. Hi, hey, hey, Darren. This is the first time that you've been a guest on this podcast, so as is my custom with uh, new guests, uh, I thought it'd be nice to just discuss a little bit your experience of Prince, or at this point, as he was known, the artist formerly known as Prince. The artist formerly known as Prince. Um, Weird
1: symbol guy. <laughs> yeah.
0: Um, you know, can you recall kind of, um, you know, being younger and hearing a specific Prince song or, you know... Do you have a specific memory of kind of hearing Prince and kind of realizing who it was? Um, You know, do you have any kind of memories of Prince uh, as a younger person?
1: I'm 37 now, which means that Prince was in his heyday in the 80s when I was like a, a little kid. So I was like six or seven. Right. But I have brothers who are 11, 12 years older than I am, which means Prince was hitting them right in the sweet spot. Now, your listeners can probably tell from my accent. I'm a delightful Irish person, which means that I was growing up in Catholic repressed ireland and my brother's 18 year old coming home listening to prince and blaring it out of their car stereos my dad going what's this kind of music i'm not a big fan of this no i'm not (laughs) sure we should be listening to this in the house right and then uh darren you, you grew up in the uk so you remember um the video uh saturday morning they used to show music videos on uh british tv I can't even remember yes. what the name of the, the show was. Prince videos, obviously, <laughs> were several steps above your, your average uh, local European musician's uh, videos. And as uh, I said, he, he was just almost completely banned by my dad. But I remember listening to uh, Purple Rain. I remember hearing the whole Sign of the Times album as my brother was just like, he was addicted to it. He loved it. He, he was playing it every single time. And at that stage, I was sharing a room with him. So I would like yeah. constantly listen to it. So all of that era of Prince would have been in the back of my head, but I'd never really, it wouldn't have been my choice to listen to. It It was always coming in as secondary music, somebody else's choice as music because, I mean, I, I was a little kid and it's definitely several rungs above on the intelligence level to where I was at the time. But I always had that kind of love from, but uh, my favourite memory, and I talked to you about this beforehand, is that my first ever kiss was while Prince was playing in the background. In a, in a chip shop in Ireland in the, mid, the mid-90s, while um, Most Beautiful Girl in the World was playing, which is an amazing song.
0: Let's talk a little bit about the background of this song first, you know, which is, obviously it was recorded by the Stylistics, you know, who, I mean, I would say that their kind of, their peak period was like 68 through to about kind of 72, 74, um, you know, they do kind of, they still kind of tour now. Um, But, you know, it's one of those cases where, you know, there's only really one kind of surviving member um, or maybe two surviving members. And, you know, the rest are kind of younger people that have joined. Um, And most of their songs from around the time when they recorded this song were written by uh, Thomas Randolph Bell, uh, just known as Tom Bell um, and uh, Linda Creed, um, who I mean, Linda Creed, if you look at the amount of songs that she wrote, you know, she wrote The Greatest Love of All. Um, you know, You Are Everything, um, you know, uh, You Make Me Feel Brand New. Uh, you know, so she she like wrote a ton of songs um, for the stylistics. Um, although Tom Bell himself also wrote songs for the Delphonics, um, you know, and obviously Prince also covered a Delphonics song on this album. Mm. Um, so, you know, obviously, I don't know what was going on with Prince, but, you know, he must have been listening to some Philly soul and decided <laughs> that he wanted to cover a couple of those songs. But like I said, you know, this is the first time that Prince had ever... Um, you know recorded a a, a, like a cover and you know that in itself is kind of very unusual Um, even more so the fact that this was the lead single um, you know released as a promo in America on November 13th um, but released uh, I think in the December uh, over here Um, you know I think it was a second of December um, and it did okay over here um, you know, it got to number 11, which, you know, for this this era of Prince, that isn't a bad place. In, yeah. You know, to get to number 11 in the charts, um, you know, in America, it got to number 10 on the hot R&B. And number thirty-one on the Hot Airplay, <laughs> and number thirty-eight on the Billboard Top Adult Forty.
1: Oh, Top Adult Forty, nice.
0: Uh, it's it's this really weird thing that Prince seemed to do of like you know when he was when he was like younger he would only ever chart in the different specialist charts. Yeah, but yeah, and bizarrely enough, it got to number five in Belgium, um, and that's the only place that it really charted well. It spent seven weeks on the UK chart, so that's not a bad. You know, that's not a bad amount of time for a single, you know, to, to spend. And, you know, the video for it, I saw quite a lot being played on various different uh, TV shows. But also, I think VH1, you know, I don't know why, but Prince seemed to strike a deal with them around this time. And they played a lot of his videos, um, you know, from Emancipation and some of the, the kind of the albums around this time. Um, so I, re- I remember seeing the video for this um, quite a lot on uh, on VH1. And, th- you know, in the, in the video, Prince... I mean, around this time, Prince became kind of, um, uh, you know, very open to journalists. He gave a lot of interviews and he also, um, I don't want to use the phrase whore himself because I feel that's, that's, but he did start to whore himself out a little bit in that in all his videos, he would always wear like stuff that you could buy on the MPG website. Yeah. So he, he wear these white jackets with the Prince logo on and the MPG logo and, you know, he had like these earrings that you could buy on the website mm. and he, you know, everything was kind of like, all, everything that all the members of the band are wearing in the video was basically for sale. And, you know, it I, I guess Prince was trying to make as much money as he possibly could around this time. And so I don't blame him for doing that. Um, he also had the MPG shop in London at this time, which I never managed to visit while it was open. It was only open for a couple of years before it, it closed.
1: Can't imagine um, why it would suddenly close, Darren. Like, it's, it sounds <laughs> like such a winning idea.
0: Yeah. Um, but yeah, so basically everything in the video was for sale. Um, and, you know, this, like I said, this is, you know, an interesting thing that Prince has, has done of, First, doing a cover version, which is something he'd never done before, and then deciding to release it as the lead single. Which, to me, for someone who has spent three or four years complaining about being stuck in a record contract they don't want to be in, and then he's given this um, freedom and releases a 36 track album, <laughs> you would think they would pick one of their own songs, yeah. you know, one of the songs that signify their freedom as one of the lead singles, which I guess Prince kind of had done because Slave was given away. A year earlier at um, at like a, an MPG listening party that he had, um, you know, or, mem- members of the audience got a cassette with just Slave on it. But uh, yeah, so I, I, I don't know. I don't know. It's just it, felt, it always feels to me like it was a really unusual choice. Although, you know, the, the B-side was right back here on my arms. Uh, and I think I remember hearing that on the radio played just as much as, you know, Betcha by God, he yeah. Um I feel like it, we don't have to kind of say what the genre of the song is because, you know, it is it is kind of almost I wouldn't say it's like a close cover. Uh, because Prince does kind of, um, he does kind of princify it a little bit in that he kind of, the register that he sings it in is probably about an octave higher than the original song itself. Which
1: is already pretty high.
0: Yeah. Oh no, yeah. It's it's already, the, the lead singer of uh, The Stylistics was already singing it in a kind of falsetto anyway. So Prince decides to kind of take it just a little bit higher. And then yeah. towards the end of the song, he's really starting, you know, whenever they get into the chorus, Prince is kind of, um, doing his kind of like his kind of squeak singing where he kind of he kind of makes these kind of really high pitched <laughs> noises instead of singing words. Yeah. So, I mean, uh, yeah. So it, it's kind of still in the Philly soul kind of sound. Um, and, you know, I'd like to say as well, you know, Michael B, um, who is probably my favorite Prince drummer. Um, he really kind of like the, the sound of the drums on this is one of the things that I, I really do like about the song. And it does kind of give it a v- kind of very specific sound.
1: Uh, I wanted to look up the lyrics because I know we're going to talk about favorite lyrics in the song or standout lyrics. So yeah. I looked up betcha by golly wow lyrics. And the first one I came to was the um, stylistics one. So I clicked on it and it's got the lyrics for the stylistics one. And then I went, I oh, well, maybe Prince changed them slightly. So I'll, I'll click on the Prince one. So I'm looking at the two right now. And this is what's written on the uh, betcha by golly wow by the stylistics. It says, you're the one that I've been waiting for forever. Uh, What's written on the Prince one is "You are the one that I've been waiting for, forever, forever." Um, yeah, as <laughs> if like it's as if Prince is just actually changed the words himself uh, through the internet 40 years later or 20 years later, whatever it is. I just think it's very it's very funny to me to see the two of them written beside each other like this.
0: Yeah, I, I Prince obviously would always, um, up to a certain point, I think after Rainbow Children, he didn't bother doing this anymore, but he would always put the full lyrics inside. And uh, Emancipation does have like a lyrics booklet in it, uh, along with a lot of kind of um, you know early photoshopped pictures where Prince is next to a waterfall and, and various things like that. Um, and yeah it, it does have the lyrics that have the printified versions of the lyrics yeah, it's <laughs> the, very the, funny the, the, the letter U but also it's worth saying as well Prince adds an exc- exclamation point he does um, yeah after wow <laughs> yeah that was missing from the stylistics version and the way that he sings wow as wow. well and then he has the echo of the wow. Yeah, that's slightly different to the way the stylistic sing it as well. Yeah, the echoes are very uh-huh. good.
1: Um, and he does put on... He put, it. It's almost when I was listening to... Because um, obviously I haven't listened to this track in years until I said it was going to come on. And let's do it again. And I it's almost like he's doing an early impression of Owen Wilson. Wow. Um <laughs> as he does it. And it's but it's really good. Like it's you can tell like he's really getting across that this is this is something amazing that I'm singing for you. Like it's it's good. I like
0: it. And it's worth saying as well, of course, obviously, as well as the video, you know, where Prince is, you know, whoring out the various MPG <laughs> stuff that he's wearing, it is kind of, you know, mostly sung directly to Maite. So in the yeah. video you have Prince singing the lyrics, like, kind of... His, it's funny, because in the video, it's kind of almost like he's got the Vaseline thing going on, where, it, like, the edges of the, are always kind of slightly out of focus. Yeah. So it's only ever it's only ever his eyes kind of in the middle of the screen that are kind of in focus sharply. And, you know, it's kind of always Prince singing directly at someone, and then you find out kind of partway through the video that the person he's singing at is Mite um, who for some reason is kind of in this weird kind of black and white thing where she's like at a hospital well I mean I say weird but I know why I know the story behind that but it's just this thing of like they intercut between her being at the hospital like taking a phone call and talking to a nurse and kind of doing all these these things and then Prince is approaching walking down a corridor wearing this gigantic white puffer jacket with his own name on the back of it and uh, you know it's just kind of and in between you have like these kids kind of doing this kind of ballet. Um, which kind of goes to the... Because there was actually a ballet that the kind of Prince wrote for um, when they got married. And, you know, he kind of choreographed it. And, you know, it was like an hour and a half of like a ballet that took place during the the wedding ceremony. So there's parts of that that are kind of in the video as well. Um, But there's also a lot of kind of video effects, which is something that I always love when Prince is like, you know, I'll make the video myself. (laughs) And then you have like, you have this rainbow that appears and it kind of just like falls down when he moves his arms and you know the shots of paisley park and and kind of but they're obviously like blue screen so people are walking in front of it and <laughs> stuff like that so i mean it's a kind of it's kind of a charmingly low budget video and you can kind of tell that this, the area where these these kids are dancing is the same area where like prince's last four videos were all filmed <laughs> yeah. so it's kind of you know nicely low budget and you know the, the most of the effects are just like um lights that are kind of You know, different colored lights are on these dancers, you know, and they have kind of the parts, they have parts of words on their, um, on their bodies. And so when they lie down, they spell different words um, when they're next to each other. So they, and so, so at certain points, they kind of spell out the lyrics of the song. Um, you know, but and then of course Prince always has his um, his symbol shaped lights as well. So he's got these spotlights that <laughs> are symbol shaped, which I can only imagine must have cost a lot. They to must have of...
1: cost an absolute fortune. They, they probably cost more than the rest of the video <laughs> put together. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. They, but they show up in a lot of videos around this time, so I think they kind of got their money's worth out of it. But uh, you know, and you know, Prince doesn't really change the lyrics that much. No. you know, he kind of pretty much stays stays with what the the lyrics that you know the the were originally kind of sung um you know there, there is this there is a cover later on in the album um of one of us and um, and prince changes i think two lyrics in that entire song mm-hmm. um where he instead of saying what a, like uh what if god was one of us just a slob like one of us he, he changes it to just a slave like one of us Ooh, uh, which okay. is nice Very clever, nice subtle. <laughs> yeah so he doesn't really change anything in this but you know um, I mean, I I, I really like the stylistics version of the song anyway. Mm. So, you know, having one of my favourite singers, or, you know, I'd I have to say 200-something episodes in, probably my favourite singer. Uh, I don't think there's any other singers. Wow, I can't, a believe, I can't believe it well. took
1: that many episodes for you to get to admit that he was your favourite
0: singer, <laughs> Yeah. Having him kind of cover a song which, you know, I already kind of enjoyed anyway, you know, is kind of nice, you know. And, you know, Prince obviously isn't the first person to cover this, you know, there's been covers by like Dionne Warwick and um, you know, Johnny Mathis, uh, Smokey Robinson the Miracles, Aaron Neville, who I feel like his kind of, you know, his kind of high voice probably really I suits I don't know song.
1: much. <laughs> I know I yeah. love you. That's about as close as I can yeah. get to an Aaron
0: Neville. <laughs> um, he always kind of sounds like the microphone is being moved away from his mouth. It does, doesn't it? Like... That's, the, that's the effect. People are like kind of, I imagine two people trying to grab the mic either <laughs> side and it just keeps going past his, that's how they they record him. And then later, the Sugar Babes also recorded a version of it.
1: Oh, how did how did I miss that, Darren? Not the Sugar Babes.
0: You know, and the thing is, I'm a huge like Sugar Babes fan, and that is not me lying. I I had their first album, which you know basically sold nothing.
1: Push the button Um, is a great song.
0: Yes. But that's, that's after they've, you know, changed their lineup a few times. Mm. But yeah, so, you know, it's, it's a song that's been covered by a lot of people, you know, like I said, it did well in Belgium for some reason, but didn't do that well anywhere else, you know, the Prince version that is. Um, And I think, you know, I think, I think the kind of like, uh, you know, the way Prince sings certain lyrics, I I, I quite enjoy, Um, you know, particularly the kind of uh, never thought that fairy tales come true, that kind of. That's very the way good. he kind of yeah the way he kind of he stretches kind of sings of that. that a little bit um, yeah and that's that's the thing that I really like as well when Prince kind of really takes a lyric and kind of stretches a line out or stretches a word out uh, it's always fun when he kind of does that.
1: My favorite lyric is "If I could, I'd catch a falling star to shine on you, so I know where you are." You can't catch a falling star. Like, they don't even see you could. <laughs> like, don't don't try and impress us with that, uh, Prince, right? Or or the stylistics or whoever wrote this song. And number two, that's not how shining stars work. Or Falling Stars work, like... They're, they're yeah. just rocks shooting through space. You, they happen to be coming in the atmosphere. You can't cast them and then shine a beam of light from them. Oh, it's very disappointing. No. <laughs> Get your physics yeah. right, On,
0: guys. Damn you, Tom Bell. Um, and also, you know, he, 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 he says paint a rainbow... In Your Favourite Shade, which is like, well, <laughs> yeah. I mean, rainbows have all the shades. This is not Prince, fortunately, kind of supplying these these slightly puzzling lyrics. But I, th- I think as well, like the sentiment of, you know, obviously I said he's singing this at Maite, and the sentiment of, you know, you're the one that I've been waiting for forever. Um, that is something that is reflected in a number of the songs that Prince, you know, himself wrote. You know, this idea that Prince had spent his life waiting for Maite, you know and obviously in the video waiting to be in a family with Maite I think is is quite an interesting idea and especially given that you know less than 18 months after this they were divorced um, you know there is, like kind of looking back it's kind of a little tragic I think it's almost like Prince is saying I've recorded this song because this best expresses the way I feel about Maite um, you know even though he did then go and write another 12 songs about how he feels well, about Maite in fairness Darren, um,
1: sometimes a man can't find words to express all the things he feels inside as, as we learned from this
0: very, very song. Uh, yeah, so I, I mean, I guess that makes sense because he's saying, you know, words of another who's truly seemed to be uh, in love. Yeah. Uh, you know, so, yeah, so obviously it, I think it's funny because this is like almost a song that is shaped like a song, isn't it? Like, it's it's kind of expressed, like anyone who covers it is automatically expressing the idea that the song was already conveying, um, you know, uh, and yeah, uh, you know, i I think the production on it is quite interesting you know michael b i i kind of i kind of like his his drumming you know we have as i've pointed out on the last couple of albums we have like a a handful of uh keyboard players on these tracks (laughs) um you know you have mr hayes and you have tommy barbarella and you have prince all playing keyboards um so kind of you know the amount of kind of keyboard stuff that you get on here is is kind of you know, I wouldn't say overwhelming because I feel like it's just the right amount, but it does kind of get a little bit much on on some of the songs on this album when there's so much kind of keyboard stuff, mm. and it does kind of feel like, you know, Prince was preparing himself to release this album to show that he was free of Warner Brothers, you know, and spending the last kind of years snubbing anything Warner Brothers related. So obviously he's had time to go back and kind of add more and more production, and so it kind of feels like sometimes that's maybe what he's doing here a little bit. It is kind of, you know. Uh, I don't want to say slathered on a bit thick, but there is, you know, there's a healthy amount of production going on here. And everyone in the band is kind of, although, you know, like I said, we get the kind of this, you know, this thing at the end where Prince is like, you're the one I'm thinking of. And then he kind of goes really high (laughs) and kind of has the, he has the kind of stop start of the thinking of, and then kind of, you know, talks about ever. Will my love keep growing strong, keep growing strong. We kind of, you know, we get the fade out and Prince of course, finishes saying, I love you, baby. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> uh, which for a song you know for his wife at the time it feels appropriate to finish with the you know I love you baby at the end I would say for me the stylistics uh you know I would say that's a clear five out of five that's a great song it is gritty uh, I don't think you can argue with that for, for me uh, I I mean Prince after this he he covers more songs in this album and then in his career he kind of intermittently kind of covers songs uh on later albums uh, but only only a handful of times more so you know uh, but it just always, I mean, I understand that he's kind of, you know, he's using this song to express a sentiment that, as we said in the lyrics, he, he couldn't find the words for himself. Um, and so that's kind of, you know, a, a, you know a, a kind of a, an admirable use of the song. Um, but for me, I can't, I don't think I can really go higher than, you know, like a four out of five because... I, I, I feel like if Prince, you know, Prince has got 36 songs here. He's got my attention for three hours. And <laughs> if you're going to use three and a half minutes of that to, to just do someone else's song, to me, that feels like a waste of three and a half minutes. Um, mm-hmm. You know, you could have spent those three and a half minutes on give me another song instead of just doing another cover. So yeah. I, uh, you know,
1: I like it a lot. I remember listening to it on the radio as a kid, listening to um So back in 1996, it would have been Longwave Radio, Atlantic 252. I would have been listening to that radio station. And it was like, they would play this. So it's one of, it was one of those popular music radio stations that meant that anything that was in the charts was getting played 10 times a day. Um, so <laughs> when this was charted in Ireland, this was getting played 10 times a day. So you'd hear it a lot. And I still have fond memories for it. So I'd, I'd probably give it a four out of five as well. And the one thing I would say, just maybe slightly different to you, is that I think the keyboards are too much on the track. And I do think they tend to they work against the song overall because at various points where you're following one keyboard, and then there's two others that just suddenly jangle in, and you go, I I can't. Which one's playing the? I know I don't even know what's going on in the song. And if you would even take one of them out, I think it would have been a stronger a stronger track. But it is it is a very catchy tune
0: yeah and there is there is quite a portion of you know there's a lot of prince double tracking and triple tracking and then there's kind of the whole you know as we go to the fade out there's kind of prince singing one line while kind of repeating a different line underneath it and it does start to fit kind of get a bit bit too busy in places um but you know uh, uh, for a song that prince is using to kind of take the sentiment of and and kind of express that to Maite, mm. i feel it kind of works you know as an idea because that's what the song is about it's you know um, so you know, and I I feel I feel like you know, um, even though I'm saying you know Prince could have given me a different song for three and a half minutes, I still think it's an enjoyable kind of cover version of it, and you know for, of a song that has been covered a lot, <laughs> you know, <laughs> um, you know it's not quite you know yesterday, but I, I feel like Prince at least kind of brought something slightly different to the song. And it's very it's it's very catchy.
1: It's very distinctly Prince.
0: Um, now obviously Prince he only really performed this song on the 1996 tour so uh, I feel like we said about as much as we can about Prince's version of Bet You By Golly Wow yeah uh, so let's go to plugs is there anything you wish to plug Ollie uh,
1: I want to plug the video you sent me um, featuring the uh, stylistics on Soul Train <laughs> and uh, I want to plug whoever gave them their suits and did that designing because I want that suit in my life it's like mustard with a kind of a silver white front on it, and those guys are dancing in them, and it looks like it's made of velour, and they can only <laughs> be sweating absolute buckets on it. So good, oh, yeah. good job to the stylistics. It had to be <laughs> Um but yeah, I'll I'll very quickly um, plug my podcast. I do a podcast called Best Acquaintances with my friend Emily Bennett, and um, we only know each other from the internet, and we interview people that we are friends with through various Facebook, books, so, or Facebook groups. So our Facebook group. So eventually, we're gonna get round to. Um, interviewing Darren, I hope. I'm not sure if he's signed up. This is me giving Darren the boot, give us a bit of a sign up there, Darren. And um, and the people come on and we just talk to them about themselves. And it, it's a great way to get to know people that you may have only come into contact with once or twice on the internet, but they're almost always genuinely nice people who have interesting stories and funny anecdotes to tell. That's great. Uh, we are on Twitter, at Ollie and Emily is where you would find us. Um, I... Don't know how Twitter works. I probably will never know how Twitter works. So if you want, you can talk to Emily Bennett, who's my co host there.
0: Okay. And you can find us on Facebook at Prince Strap by Track or on Twitter at Prince Podcast. Or you can email us, not sure why you would, at Prince Trapped by Track at gmail.com. Thanks once more for being my guest here, Rolly.
1: Oh, uh, uh, absolute pleasure. I'd love to come back.
0: And otherwise, goodbye. Bye.